Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. Today is very exciting because Laura and I are actually sitting across the table from each other. Yay. <laughs> And get to be together to talk about oral storytelling like that. (laughs) Which is appropriate because we're orally talking to each other. Yes. In the same room. I don't know. But it It does have a different energy. And and that's kind of what oral storytelling is. It has a different energy to it than just something written. Yes. For sure. Something that we um, noticed when we did the flash fiction magic contest we had the winners on and had them read their stories and it was so fascinating to see just the differences in hearing it from them um, versus reading it and and both were great but you got so much more from hearing the author read it absolutely their pauses what they what they shifted into during different times they would speed up they would slow down it almost made them come alive in new ways even some of what I read their interpretation was different, and, yeah. and I loved that kind of difference and that information that when they read it, it, it kind of carried. Yeah, and this is why it's great to go see authors, read their work, yes. go, go to those events. <laughs> Listen to them read. Yeah. <laughs> but even, I think, it really speaks to what do your audiobooks bring to mm. us, even. Yeah. Like, what information can be there, and sometimes when an author reads their own work that can give new information but when a professional can read it too that can kind of bring something new to life as well Hmm. I like that thought yeah there are definitely those people who think that audiobooks are not real reading and I disagree (laughs) I disagree heartily and it's interesting as I was getting ready for Rebecca Mm -hmm. I actually heard two different people read some of it one of them was Alex Kingston who um, is from Doctor Who who I love um, and I can't remember the other one, but both of them brought yeah. different spirit to that character, who obviously the book is from so entrenched in that yeah. perspective that I it was fascinating how they each kind of took on different nuances and different feelings of who that character is. Yeah, that's fun. I listened to Rebecca a little bit on audio yeah. too. <laughs> it was, it did give it a really different feel. And even sometimes I think a book that I might not have enjoyed as much reading, mm. like Ready Player One was read mm. by Will Wheaton. And I think his reading of that book is why I enjoyed the book. Very interesting. Um, that feels like it would be a hard one as an audiobook because there's so many like citations and like, um, yeah. <laughs> or, like footnotes. Yeah. But it's almost meta because uh-huh. like, one, Will Wheaton is actually mentioned as, like, the president at the time in the story. And I do think that, like, his natural, like, timber allows for both the kind of informational stuff to sound a little more interesting than, than yeah. just if I was reading it. Because there's a lot of yeah, lists there are. in that. And some of it takes such deep dives into little <laughs> pockets of things. Like, you almost need someone to, like punched it up with some of that uh, charisma. Um, and I, I do feel, we also did it in chunks, and I think that kind of made the story different. So when we first started talking about doing this idea to Laura was 
initiating it and yeah. kind of talked a little bit about the history of this too because really like this is how stories started and it's really ingrained in us as human beings to tell each other stories we still do it we do you know like some some of us better than others I am Absolutely. not very good at oral storytelling I would tell you that but my dad is a pro at it like there's yes. just people that still really excel at um orating Yes, and it's almost intuitive. Like, yeah. like my my daughter is an oral storyteller, which it fascinates me. Like, mm-hmm. how she's able to like punch certain things mm-hmm. in a way that I I would not. Like, yeah. I simply would not. Like, her intuition for it is just—it's a skill that I don't have. I've <laughs> joked before that she like goes around the island, but she does. Like, literally, <laughs> she will like walk around our the island in our kitchen and just tell these elaborate stories of Princess Peach and <laughs> and Star Wars and Leia and like I I think it's one of those skills that maybe we're not all born with. I think we can work on it. We can work on kind of teaching ourselves some of those things. But I do think that some people are innately kind of born with that gift. Mm. And generationally we we do it too. I yeah. I mean, I don't know if you have that experience with any of your older family members, but sitting around and, you know, be it at the table or where they just all of a sudden start telling a story from years past yeah. and, and kind of passing on information, heritage, or even something fascinating that you're like why did no one tell me that (laughs) like that that was a part of our history or that was a part of who we are or what what made us the way we are yeah well it gives you such a like storytelling particularly that kind of storytelling within family gives you such a a sense of roots and uh, identity absolutely well and I I love that you mentioned that because um Part of the idea for this came from LeVar Burton's masterclass. Um, and he it's it's a section called The Importance of Oral Storytelling, and he directly was talking about the book Roots. And that came from the author's like grandmother telling stories to him that were family stories that were passed down mm-hmm. that were powerful and told the story of where they came from, how they came to be, where they were at, who they are. Mm-hmm. It passed on information. And I think this is important when sometimes we aren't able to record our stories in in other ways. We can always do it through language. Mm-hmm. We can always do it through that way. It, it's so accessible. Yeah, It's something that often, you know, publishing, things that were gatekept, that were potentially there are barriers to even getting something written down and printed and even associated with your name or without being scrubbed of all of the intent, you can't stop stories being passed from person to person. Yeah. And that's, that's so powerful. It's magic. Absolutely. (laughs) And you think of like the fairy tales and folk tales that literally were passed down from women getting together and, you know, creating quilts or, you know, like from circle, story circles. And I, 
I love kind of that heritage of what did that, those stories, what information did they share? Yeah. And a lot of them had lots of things to do about life, yes. about safety, <laughs> about <laughs> kind of being cautious, what skills you need in order to be successful, like what things to be afraid of, like what yeah. monsters await there in the world. There, there's so much baked in knowledge yeah. in them that was able to be kind of brought from person to person, generation to generation. That information was able to be given yeah. and without any type of entry fee. Like, <laughs> like, all you have to do is show up and pay attention yeah. and open your ears like, and receive. Yeah. It makes me... You read Wired for Story, right? Um, Lisa. <gasps> I'm not sure I did. Oh, yeah. I thought you had. I just started it, but at the beginning, she talks about kind of the neuroscience of storytelling and how, like, we learn by story. Like, that is how we learn about the world around us, yes. about ourselves, about what's, yeah, exactly what you're saying about what's dangerous and what's not. And, and it's a way of us putting ourselves into a what if and then yes. figuring out um, how we might handle that, which then as a species, it keeps us alive. <laughs> right. Um, and so she talks about kind of the necessity of storytelling and how it's so important, um, not secondary at all. Yes. Well, and is it also in conflict and suspense that he opens up talking about a hunter yeah. basically yeah, passing right. on the details of his hunt, yes. and yes, he flourishes it. But I, I love that it's, it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. And... I think it is a necessity. I think for me, when I don't, when I'm not reading stories, I can feel like elements of myself kind of drying up. And then when I go back to story, I feel like, I don't know, the juice is flowing again. (laughs) But I I think stories do have, they still have important information to pass down. It may not be that this is where you hunt, that this is where you can find food, but it, it's still vital. It's yeah. still that important information. And one of the things that um, we had talked about was I, I listened to a TED Talk. Actually, I went to a TED Talk, which was amazing. <laughs> and it was a linguist and an engineer who are working on capturing these languages that are starting to die out because you have younger generations that haven't learned them. And they're trying to capture them. And... In addition to trying to capture the language itself, they're trying to capture the knowledge of the culture, of this group that speaks that language. And how they're capturing it is by recording them telling stories. And they're trying to figure out a way of creating an app so that you can interact with those stories, kind of go in and find information dynamically but also be able to like learn the nuance of the culture you're listening to these stories yeah there's so much um so much nuance about culture in the words that we use and how different cultures have different sorts of words for things or you know like and it has I think it does have a lot to do with the stories that they tell and the things that are important and valued to that culture well and also how language creates kind of the mindset and when we don't have a language for things sometimes there's not really that capacity to understand and 
I think even by opening that up and gaining words from other languages that yeah. may mean something that has almost infinite value because then you can find words for things that you weren't able to express mm-hmm. and maybe even conceptualize. Yeah, I love that. So true. We need more words. We Always more words. Absolutely. <laughs> the more vocabulary you have, I think, the more capacity you have to, to think about things and to, yeah, think about abstracts you might not be able to otherwise. Yes. And the same goes for stories, you know? Like, we... Abstracts and universal truths are so... They're too vague for our brain to comprehend yes. unless they become specific. And that's what story does. It makes something universal and broad and abstract. It makes it concrete and specific so that we can yes. actually think about it and understand it. And I know we've talked about it once before, but I have to mention it here since we're so close to it. Um, the Encyclopedia of Infinite Sorrows, I yes. believe it's called, is one of those that take something that feels abstract and then give it a word mm-hmm. and then you can kind of sit with even just acknowledging that oh someone else has experienced this yes someone experienced else it enough to name it yes yeah absolutely like it's not just me yeah. I haven't been just sitting alone feeling this feeling <laughs> like there are other people that feel this feeling too yeah. and it's one of those books that whenever I read I, I can't read all of it in one sitting, yeah. but whenever I read sections of it, like I just feel seen in a unique way, and and that has power. All right, friends. So this holiday season, take some time to ask your family about stories. Get them talking. Get them orating, um, and do that yourself too. Share yeah. those stories about your own past and your own um, history, and you know, with your kids or your friends or whoever. Because it's powerful. It connects us to each other. And um, keep reading, keep writing, but also talk to each other. Yay! <laughs>